0: hallelujah how many of you came to hear a little bit of word this morning praise god so so let's just you know i've wrestled with this you know over the last few days um you know as far as lord what 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 do you want me to do concerning our people concerning our nation and, and what's taking place and um Because it's never my heart, and and I I hope I've done pretty good about this, it's never my heart to try and sway you one way or another as far as a particular party or candidate. That's not what it's about. Um, But I will tell you that we're in a defining moment of our nation, just period. Regardless of, of, of the individuals, just period. All right, with COVID with elections, with, with everything going on, we're in a moment where our nation is making decisions as a whole, just period, and, and how we're going to face things in life and, and how we're going to move forward, and, and, and if you're not careful, what you and I can do is we're going to end up looking to the world and what's happening in the world, and we're going to let that dictate uh, our sense of security. And dictate our peace or dictate our joy. In other words, right now, you know, depending on what side of the spectrum you're on, I shouldn't say spectrum, but depending on which way you voted, um, you could either be disappointed you could be excited today. But really, that shouldn't be how you drive your life. That shouldn't be the defining part of your life. Amen? I'm not saying it's not important. I've told you from the beginning and we've been praying, Right? But it's important, what's important is that God gets the person that he wants there. And the problem is, we all think we got that person. Right? That's why you voted. Because you, you voted for, I, I trust, because I've, I've, I've taught you well enough, I trust that you took it serious when I told you to pray about it. And then you didn't pray for the best social outcome but she prayed for the best spiritual outcome. Right? So that's what we've been about this whole time is is I want to be led by the spirit of God and let God help lead me in what I'm doing. And it doesn't matter whether it's a presidential race or it could be a governor race or any other race and because the decisions of those people are going to affect your life. Right? So it, but my my job is is that I am a citizen of this nation and I should exercise that. And I know that the, 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 the polls are closed, but my point is that we should exercise that. But more than that, I have to be kingdom-minded in my life. Because I told you last week, if you weren't here, I encourage you to get the podcast or go watch it online. I talked to you last week that we're eternal people. That when this flesh dies, when this body is put in the grave, my life's not over. My life as it is today here on this earth is over, but my life as a whole is not over. I'm living for eternity. And the choices that I'm making while I live in this body are affecting that eternity, right? And the only thing that's going to make it, when we step into heaven, there's no more elections. When we step over into that place, there's no more of this life as we know it now. That's not going with you. It's a kingdom life. It's a spiritual life. It's a supernatural life. It is a life lived fully in the presence of God. And the decisions that I'm making today are deciding the outcome And where I spend eternity, whether it's present with the Lord or whether it's absent from the Lord. And it's an eternal decision, amen? It's eternity that's on the line for all of our lives. And so, you know, I I just said, Lord, how do we look at what's going on today? Because I'm just, you know, uh, you don't have to look very far to see this and know this, but, but, but we're not done yet, amen, and this election's not done yet, so you're going to have to choose whether you want to ride this thing, and one day you're happy, and one day you're sad, and one day you're this, and one day that you're that, or you're going to make sure you're focused on what you need to be focused on. You see what I'm saying? So I want to help make sure that we stay focused on what God's called us to do. That's my heart because it's about the kingdom. It's about heaven and hell, which are real places, okay? They're real. It's about eternity and it's about how many people. It's not just about whether you're going, but how many people are you going to bring with you? How many people are you going to impact with your life? And so we've got to make sure that we're kingdom-minded. So... If I look at what I see, everything I see is temporary. Whatever I see with these eyes is temporary. Amen. I mean, I remember, you know, being, uh, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old, you know, and, and, and could look in the mirror with my shirt off and had some muscle and some, you know, looked pretty decent, right? Right? athlete and, and all of that now you know look in the mirror and it's like where did all that go right so it, things are, are subject to change and the problem is is we're living so much in our life by what's subject to change and temporary and letting that drive our life and our decisions instead of focusing on the eternal on the spiritual and letting that drive our decision the spiritual doesn't change See, the, 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 the natural is going to change. It's going to change. Your life, things come, things go, those things are going to change. But, but God does not change. Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And so you have to make a decision. Do I want stability and constancy and steadiness in my life? Or do I want to ride the roller coaster of this world? And that's a decision. Right? It's a choice that you and I make of how I'm going to face things. So I'm just going to take you through several things today um, real quick that I believe will help you stay steady, stay fixed, and, and have the right outlook uh, for your life and, and, and where we are and where we're going and what God wants to do in and through you. Amen. The, you know, you're going to find out that none of his promises are, are predicated upon whoever is the president. Not a promise you're going to read that's predicated on that. Amen. Not saying it's not important. I'm just saying that God's promises transcend that god's calling transcends that god's power transcends that amen so the first thing you have to make up in your mind make a decision is that you're not going to be moved i'm not going to be moved i'm not going to allow the circumstances of life to push me off course i'm not going to allow them to push me backwards I'm not gonna allow the circumstances of my life to move me off of or away from God's plan, God's best for my life. I'm not gonna allow that to happen. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, it says, therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. It says, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. So to be able to have that consistent joy in my life means that I'm looking at things that are unseen. I'm looking at spiritual things and I'm letting that drive my life. To have constant provision in my life to where God's taking care of me. Now listen, the Apostle Paul said there were times he says that I had plenty and he says there were times that I didn't have plenty. And that was the Apostle Paul. So, so you may have a temporary time in your life where you're challenged concerning your needs, but that doesn't mean that God won't come through. Amen. And, and, and so if the apostle Paul had to deal with it, then don't think that you and I aren't gonna ever go through a situation where we need God to do something, amen? But I'm telling you, God is faithful and he will do it, amen? Jesus paid the price for it. It's not like you've gotta beg him and hope that he'll take care of you. He's gonna take care of you, amen? So Matthew 24, 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. My words will by no means pass away. My words will by no means pass away. Well, what is his words? It's the Bible. It's the word of God. Whether you have it on a digital format, whether you have it, uh, you know, a physical Bible, those words are life. The Bible says that all scripture is inspired by the Spirit of God. It's all God-breathed. And he said, my words are going to endure, listen, forever. That means that what God has said is going to outlast anything in this world. And so if you want stability in your life, if you want to not be moved, then you have to be a person of the Word of God. It's amazing how many people don't believe that the word of God is the word, the authoritative, infallible word of God. But yet they want to base their salvation on it. Well, I hope the salvation part is right. You, do you understand the logic? Well, I just think God's going to save me because I'm a good person. Well, I hope that you are right. Right? Are you willing to bet your eternity on that? Seriously, are you willing to bet your eternity on your opinion and your own thought process? You or I, I, you know, I'm 49 years old. So, in my great 49 years of incredible experience and now all knowing of everything. I'm going to base my eternity, do you remember the rope and the little bitty mark of what your lifespan is compared to eternity? So am I willing to bet eternity on a maybe? Well, that's right because I choose to believe it. Well, what about the other parts in the word? In other words, God's word, if you are going to let it be where you rest your faith and you put your trust, it either is the word of God or it's not. And you have to make that decision. You have to make a decision that I'm either going to take it all or you might as well take none of it. Because the moment you take a part of it and you say, well, maybe this is right, maybe it's wrong, then you have to apply that same theology, same philosophy to the rest of it. Do you see what I'm saying? Now listen, I'm not fussing at you. I just want you to understand. We have to make a decision. It's either the infallible, which the Bible says it's infallible. The Bible says it's God-inspired. Yeah, but you know, I got on YouTube and this dude said, Well, then trust him with your salvation. You you understand what I, I I realize we have so much that's within our reach. We have so much that we can go out and I I can find any twist in any point of view at any given moment in the day online. But I made up my mind early on in my Christian walk That I I had a pastor, and I trusted my pastor. I'm not saying this to be self-serving, because I watched his life, and I watched him struggle. I watched challenges. I watched him overcome. I watched him have victory. I watched the Word of God work through his life, and I watched other leaders in my life. See, I didn't get on. I, I'm not saying I didn't read books. I've read books. I've, I've done different things. And, but even the books that I read, I, I have make sure they're vetted by people that I trust. I don't just go pick up a book and take it as the gospel. And even then, even when my pastors preach, I want to go back and say, is that what the Word of God says? Amen. I, I, I'm, I'm helping you here this morning. Because what's being challenged in your life and my life is the Word of God. It's truth. Culture is pushing back and challenging truth because man has an innate desire to sin. Unregenerate man, you are born into sin, it starts as kids. It's amazing to watch them and their demeanor and how they act and how easily they lie, how easily they hide, and nobody taught them. Why? Because that is the world in which we live. And so in our life, that, that, that is, it's not hard to find that. And so the culture is always going to push back. Why? Because it's the, the, the God of this age is driving that. And the God of this world, who is the God of this world? It's Satan. And Jesus said, he, said, you are the, he called him the father of lies. He said, there's no truth in you. So every word that the enemy uses is, is not valid. It's a lie. Amen. But we'll go on and we'll listen to people that we don't really know if they're Christians or not and we take their word as the gospel. I know I'm stepping on some, you know, toes. Yeah, but I watch Fox News. Right? Come on. Yeah, but I think I I don't mean this wrong, uh, but God's not terribly concerned about what you think unless it's thinking on his word. It's thinking I'm going to be obedient. But if you and I want to bring our opinion to the table, I can tell you how that's going to go. Not because God doesn't love you, not because he doesn't care, but God is perfect and he knows everything. And he already knows the outcome. He knows everything that, that is coming and everything that's going to happen. So my best thing is instead of trying to just uh, uh, assimilate an opinion about things, my best thing is is I want to know what's true. And if I can't turn on the news and find out what's true, which you're not, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if I can't get truth from other avenues, and if you look for any worldly source for truth, I'm just saying that probably not. Maybe a few facts right, but it's not the truth. Okay? So if I want to look for truth, then what I need to do is say, okay, God, I'm choosing to believe that your word is truth. Jesus said what? John 14, 6, I am the what? The way, the, the, say it again. Truth. Not a truth. Not a, a, an assimilation of facts, not a, philosoph, you know, a a philosophical argument, not just a good person. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the lie. That means there is no other outside of Jesus. Amen? There is no other. So if I'm going to do that, that is called trusting in the Lord. That's putting my trust in him. Not in this world system. And listen, again, I'm not saying, listen, we have been praying. And I want to encourage you. One of my points is continue praying. And I'm going to tell you in a minute what you should pray. Amen. Somebody, you know, because if not, you're just going to be praying for so-and-so to win or so-and-so to lose or whatever. And and I'm going to show you how to pray. Amen. So, but I need to trust in the Lord. Uh, psalms 37 3 says trust in the lord and do good dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness delight yourself also in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart commit your way to the lord trust also in him and he will bring it to pass to me that's great news so that means i don't have to worry about the other things if I'll just trust in the Lord, if I'll commit my way to the Lord, if I'll look to the Lord and have confidence in Him, He'll give me the desires of my heart, and He's going to make sure that I'm established, and, and He's going to prepare a way for me. Isn't that good news? Praise God. Psalms 8. It says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in men or women. I'm just saying mankind. Or to put your confidence in princes. What he's talking about, he's talking about common people, and I don't mean that ugly, but he's talking about those in high places, those in places of authority. It doesn't mean I don't pray for right people to be there. It doesn't mean that that I don't pray for them and believe God for them to to make godly decisions. But at the end of the day, my trust is not in man. My trust has to be in the Lord. Amen. That's where things work. Psalms 18 verse 30, it says, "As As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven, and he is a shield to all those who trust in him. Praise God. Isn't that good news? He's a shield to all of us who trust in him. 2 Timothy 3.16, you can write it down, verse 17. That's the scripture on all scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Amen. Psalms 119, 89, just write it down. Forever, O Lord, it says your word is settled in heaven forever. It's already settled. That means that I can put my confidence and trust in his word because we're not waiting for his word to be validated. It's already settled. It's already proven. It's already validated. You may say, yeah, but I haven't seen it work in my life. Well, that doesn't mean that his word doesn't work. And that doesn't mean that it hasn't been validated. Amen? I want to encourage, That's an encouragement. That means that even in times in my life where I feel like I've believed God or trusted God and it may not have worked out the way that I thought or maybe it didn't seem to work at all, it doesn't mean that I'm done. It means that God's word is true, so I need to figure out how to get that word to work in my life. and if I'll do that, then His word will work. Amen. All right, the next one is is be steadfast, don't quit. First Corinthians 15:57, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Listen, everything you do in obedience to the word of God, everything you do for the Lord that you're doing in obedience to him, none of that is vain. Whether you see an immediate response or gratification or whether you see the immediate fruit of it, it doesn't matter because God is watching and he's paying attention. And he's not going to let his word fail in your life. God's going to do his part. Amen? So we can be steadfast. All right, so here's the prayer. All right? Listen, when we've prayed over our elections, for sure, um, we've prayed for righteousness. We pray for righteousness to prevail. Right? I want what's right to prevail. I'm, and listen, there's no person that's 100% right. But I can pray for righteousness, God's righteousness, God's right way of doing things to prevail, to win. And that's what I want. That's what I want for my nation. I want righteousness to prevail. Why? Well, let's see what the word says. It says in Proverbs 14, 34, righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. I don't want my nation to be reproached. I want righteousness to win. I want righteousness to prevail. So that's what I'm going to pray for. And if I'll pray for that, I pray for righteousness, and I pray for every hidden thing that would bring harm or destruction to my nation to to be exposed. I don't have to pray, because I'm going to tell you right now, corruption is, is everywhere. I'm just telling you, it's all through our government. And, and and you may not think much about it but you go to other nations see we deal with missionaries from all over the world and we help them and you go to their nation where corruption prevails and it's costing them twice as much three times as four times as much to do and preach the same thing that 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 we're doing because you got to pay everybody You see, this isn't about just social things. I'm not saying that social things aren't important. We've talked about that, okay? But this, there's something more important in our life that transcends everything, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the kingdom of God and our responsibility to communicate that gospel to the world. At the end of this thing, God's not going to ask you about all the social aspects of life. He's going to want to know, did you do what I told you to do? Because it would make a difference in people knowing me or not. Even when we feed people, we're not just a feeding program. The world can do that what makes us different is how we go about doing that and we do that by loving people and ministering to people and sharing life with people because we have the answer. And his name is Jesus. And he's called all of us to make a difference. He's called all of us to impact the world in which we live. Psalms 33, 8. Through 12, last scripture here. It says, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing, he makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever the plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. I'm praying for God to prevail. Whatever that entails, however that looks. I'm praying for righteousness. I'm praying for godliness. Why? Because I want my nation to prevail. I want my nation to continue to prosper. I, want, I know we have problems. I know we have deep-rooted things. I, I've never said we don't. But I told you, you can't fix it all. Why? Because, because people are involved. As long as there's people, and there's people that don't serve the Lord, they are. it's impossible for a person who does not know Jesus, it's impossible for them to walk in love. They can have an aspect of it, but they cannot fully walk in love. And that is the answer to every social ill. It is the love of God. And if you're not careful, you'll set aside the love of God to grab hold of some social thing that doesn't have the complete answer. You listen to me. I'm not saying we shouldn't be involved in things in our community. I didn't say any of that. But I'm saying the answer is Jesus Christ. The answer is the love of God. The answer is the church being the church. And and if you're not paying attention, the church is being challenged. So I want to pray and stand with the kingdom. Because in the kingdom of God, we're all his sons and daughters, we're all equal. Are you listening to me? Doesn't matter where I grew up. Doesn't matter my background. It really doesn't even matter the mistakes that I made. It doesn't matter the color of my skin. It doesn't matter the language that I speak. Doesn't matter my culture. And the kingdom of God, when I'm born into the kingdom of God, I've been recreated in Christ. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm not saying that, 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 that all of a sudden we lose our culture and we lose. No, we don't. I love culture. I love it. That's why I love going to the nations, because I love meeting and learning and seeing how cultures live. It's not about, listen, the, the, you and I and our American culture is not God's standard. But righteousness is, godliness is. The love of God is. And it transcends all the other stuff is what I'm saying. It's so all I'm saying is it transcends all the other things. Why? Because it's supernatural. It's spiritual in nature. And it endures forever. It lasts forever. So as the people of God, we're called to love all people. We're called to love all people. And minister to all people. Amen. So I want to encourage you. Listen, as a church, we haven't changed our vision. We haven't changed who we are. As a church, our, our goal, our vision is still, we exist to meet people where they are and help them to take the steps to know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. That's our purpose. That's why we exist to meet people where they are, to meet you wherever you are. If you're a guest in here, to meet you where you are and help you take the steps to know God, to know salvation, to know the life of God, to know the power of God, to know how to have an intimate relationship with God. Amen. To find freedom. We're here to help you to not be controlled by things in your life and your past to where they rob you of God's best, we want you to find freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom in Christ Jesus. But there's some things you gotta do sometimes to be able to experience that freedom. We're we're here to help do that. Not because we're perfect, but because he is. Amen? We're here to help you to discover your purpose. Why were you created Why were you born? Why do you exist? Every one of you have a purpose. Every one of you have an assignment. Every one of you, God's already written the book about your life, the things that he has for you. And he says, I know the plans I have for you, plans of good and, and not evil, plans to give you hope and a future and expected end. And that's part of what we do. Again, not because we're perfect but because we know the one who is. And our job is to connect and help people do that. And then the last one is, is we help people make a difference. Well, what does that mean? It means I'm using what God's put on the inside of me to impact the world around me. I'm making a difference. When we write that check to that pastor to help plant that church, you're making a difference. When you give given the offering today to help John Tash, you're making a difference. You see what I'm saying? Everything we do is tied to making a difference. We're not here just hanging out and having church and, and having a bless me club. We're here to touch our world. And that's why you're here. Amen. Because of what God's put on the inside of you. Because I can't do it myself. If I, if I had to do everything myself, you wouldn't be here. Because I'm just not that good. I'm close. But no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not anywhere close. Not anywhere. See, it's not about me. It's not about my name. It's not about my kingdom. It's not about any of that. It's about the kingdom of God. That's why we have a phenomenal team of people. Our dream team that help make sure things get done. Because we want to make a difference. Amen.